All right, all right, all right, everyone. Welcome and uh, thanks for tuning in. Today, obviously, a very special episode. Um, both guests are part of Team Talos uh, from CCP, um, who have been, I think, recently been responsible for quite some good changes. And uh, obviously, there is a patch coming, I think, on Monday, it's already live. Um, that is actually uh, their project, which we will talk about in a second. So CCP Rise has been on before, uh, episode 26, I believe it was, and I think pretty well known, made his transition from player to dev eight years ago, I think. I, I did my research, see? Wow. And uh, CCP Signal, I think has been a player too, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yep. and made his transition five years ago because I saw actually your tweet, you got, I didn't know that actually. So I knew I about watch? the swords. Yeah, you get a, 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 a watch for five, like, I didn't even know what? that. There's actually a few you can pick from, a watch, a scooter, like an electric scooter. <laughs> like it used to be the watch, like back in the day it was only the watch, but now you can get, or it was only the coat. Oh, back in the day it's only the coat. Yeah, the coat. yeah get like a warm yeah. coat like from uh, a company here in Iceland with a CCP logo, which is really cool. Uh, right. But it was like, I already had a nice coat, so I picked the watch. I've never seen that before. That's kind of unique. So you've been with CCP for five years. I yeah, think six, you... Six this summer. Six? Uh, yeah, so, I, think, so. I think you are more in the, in the background. You haven't been like on... I mean, recently you guys have been way, on way more podcasts yeah. and stuff like this but uh, that's only to like i don't know maybe like, a year I, I ago so? it, yeah we started doing more at least me of course like i had been more in the background than more junior as well i guess like not working on bigger features so not much to say really when you're just a grunt in the background <laughs> well i mean it might just be a smart move too, right? To not put you out there too much, right? So, some, Rice, Rice some goes guys, like this when I go on streams as well. So like, you know, it's going to leak. Uh, I'm going to try to make you guys a, leak in a, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> behave myself. We, we'll test that in a, in a moment. But so Team Talos, before we like give all the credit to you guys, are there more people on uh, Team Talos? And how many? Actually, Signal isn't on Talos. Uh, Signal has been, he's on Team Raw, which uh, we've worked a lot with. So it's kind of like a lot of cross like projects that are sort of shared. But Talos is actually me and uh, CCP Master Plan and CCP Scott, what's Scott? Paradox, Paradox. And, and CCP Trash Panda, I think. No, that's then, my producer. Oh, yeah. What's <laughs> also something about garbage, but I always I forget. I, I, like, I'm terrible with the dev names. Anyway, there's four of us on Talos, and yeah. but it's and cool because the, like, uh, the thing is as well that me, me and Rise, we were on the same team for three years. Mm. Yeah, we were on All Teams right. That Matters for three years, and then we were doing a lot of like uh, stuff together, and we got to work cross teams on it, like as a collaboration, because we're just still kept being bros, I guess. Yeah. And then and we then, like to come like, up with uh, crazy stuff like on the weekends, and then build it halfway so that producers <laughs> have to accept it and then get it into the game. <laughs> Like the filaments, the, yeah. the heat filaments, uh, like a year ago, and uh, yeah, and, and and then 
He's been reminded, don't leak. Don't leak. There's Hilma with a gun behind him. <laughs> and, uh, where was I going? What was I saying? Something about leaks. But so you guys have been working together like I guess my research wasn't a hundred percent on point, but like you, we have we have worked on a lot of stuff. We were on the same team, and we're yeah, just yeah, all, yeah. you know. And that, yeah, and then I've been on the on the Vets team, Team Raw, with uh, Fossey, which is one of the game designers. Uh, I'm terrible with it. Then Trasmanta, of course, the, the producer. There's two other game designers, and uh, QA on the team, and we're doing a lot of the live event content, like the Guardian Scholar that you're seeing, and. Uh, just like a lot, like the Dragon or Blitz and all the stuff we did last year, and uh, guys, guys have been doing really well. Yeah, some of the changes you guys are responsible for filaments, uh, the ESS, the SS rework, is probably all. That's also from you guys, isn't it? No, that was not us. No, that's uh, no. It's kind of complicated. But the other other ecosystem no, team. It's the other ecosystem team, Axiom. But so what I'm trying to point out is. The feature that's coming now, which we will talk about in a sec, I think a lot of people are fairly optimistic, even though, you know, you might have gotten a, a, a different impression, but people are fairly optimistic because it is coming from you guys and you got a lot of stuff right the last, you know, year or two. So, um, all right. So let's, I mean, let's just I mean, dive into a, that thing. Great take. I look at my favorite website, reddit.com, and I'm not positive that that's the word I would use, but you say so. But, I mean, that has to do with human nature too, right? Someone says something negative, I think people... Jump on that bandwagon? Yeah, they jump on that quite easily. And then also, people pick that up more often. Like, you might see some positive things, and then that one negative thing that's, that sticks out. So it's easy to get that impression too. Or well, makes it even worse than it already is. Obviously, Reddit, you know. And uh, <sighs> it's understandable. People are hungry for changes to the game, and uh, it's been quite a, like a break because of Christmas and stuff. And and then we just making some, you know, there was just a teaser for, for example, for this specific feature, no meats on the bone, and and then of course there's a bunch of other stuff coming. But all right. So we were talking about it last episode, right? So the feature we're talking about, obviously, the fleet formation. Uh, thing and we were speculating like what is it what is it exactly how is it going to work most likely uh, how much impact is it going to have and stuff and did you guys uh, like listen to that one yeah most of it and how far off were we you know at first i thought you were way off i, li I was listening again and you were close in a lot of places but every time you got close to uh the more interesting parts of it you were like no 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 they'd never do that and and switch to some other thing but most of the time when you went close to those like maybe it does this crazy thing that is more close to how it actually works so a lot of good guesses but but every time you you came upon upon a good guess you seem to back away from it like no nah, that'd be too no nah, it's easy no no <laughs> don't let they would never well, so yeah. <laughs> all right then um so what did we get right then so start with that what did we get right <laughs> The big thing was something you kept coming back to, which is true that it's only for warp. It's not for on-grid regroup or some other, you know, you've spent a while talking about like 
moving people to particular positions to get bonuses or other weird on grids like after you're out of warp and on grid stuff and there it's it's all for warp but um and taking away player agency and fleets and stuff like that yeah people are worried about that yeah yeah but it's not it's not doing any of that stuff at least nothing on grid behavior is going to matter a lot and be really heavily affected because of how the relative formation works but uh the I don't know the all of the the actual kind of effect of the feature comes through like the mechanics are all warp based so all depend on initiating a warp and moving through warp but then the implications of that will definitely affect on grid behavior a lot all right so the big question we came back to and i saw a reddit comment from capco who's also well-known fc and um, i'm sure like you guys are aware of too who's not active at the moment but he's a smart dude and um like he's a he's a crafty dude too right so mm -hmm. uh the big question that comes up instantly is um in an in, like if i warp a formation as an fc is the entire fleet just gonna orient uh, orient itself on me and then if i get dragged the fleet gets dragged by a bubble or does it work differently so uh, there's i mean kind of a couple questions there but the the fleet is oriented on you the person initiating the warp is what the formation is always based on whether it's one of the ones that we have like a configuration for like the flat plane or a wall or whatever that's always based off the fcu including the relative formation but the paths are uh figured out independently so if like you will only hit a bubble if there's actually a bubble in your path so if you're in a big line and half the fleet hits a bubble half of it stops the other half continues based on where the Uh, warp destination was meant to be so you can slice fleets in half or you can have one dude get hit by a bubble or whatever um, the paths are totally calculated separately all right so from that perspective like a formation warp you still have to be smart about it right because at first i think that's what people were worried about is if it's all based on only dfc then there's ways around it it makes everything way easier right but uh, right you, yeah you can pull people out of formation as they come into grid or whatever But that how won't be the it, case. How does it distinguish which ship goes in which area of the formation? Do you want to talk? So talk first, Kali, about how, like, how, yeah, how, like, uh, say for the wall formation, like, how it's built. Like, yeah, because I know people it, were talking about, you know, like, what if you could then do a formation where your Lodgy ships are somewhere separate from everyone else to try to keep them yeah. from, like, So I'll let, I'll let Kali talk through how the, how most, so we have, I'll let you talk I'll, about I'll, it. I'll, just there's I'll, two types of formations. One yeah. where we're building a configuration based on like a pattern and one that you have like complete control over. So, but you I'll talk just, about I'll, how I'll, the, I'll just uh, go through what we have. So we, we have six formations. One of them being what is actually on Tiki right now. We're calling it the point formation because it's just a little point in space. Like everyone's in a little sphere. We have then the sphere formation, which is just an advancement on that, which is you can control how big the sphere can be you'll have that lever where you can decide, hey, is it 10K, is it 20K, is it 30K, where people get randomly dispersed within that. Like, so it's so like the way that you warp now, just like bigger. Yeah, just a bigger. Okay. But where if you have few ships, you could be like just few within that sphere. But if you have a lot, you will actually make or fill out that big sphere. Uh, then we have the wall and the plane and the, and the arrow, which are as well size controllable, how big you want them to be. And we also give you spacing options, meaning how big 
the spacing between each ships as they get built is. So players will get a lot of control there as well, where if you select stupid or like not incorrect, I'd say, depending on your fleet size, you might be really clumped or kind of like not in the optimal formation that you would want to, but that would just come with experience and mastery where you select the size and the spacing depending on what fleet you have and good FCs will just get that rhythm where they know what they want. And it will just start building out the formation, for example, for a wall, it will just start building out the formation. But what happens if it's full? If we have, for example, you put in sizing and spacing quite, quite a small size of a wall and a lot of spacing and you can only fit 10 of the 255 ships you can have in a fleet, what happens then? What we start we start jittering them around the selected points. So you'll just have like a, for example, for a wall, it will just start looking like kind of a thick a wall. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or like, yeah, yeah. It'll start looking like a cube. I mean, that would be like, like the cube. Depending on, depending on the spacing options you you selected, it's basically mm -hmm. like how, like for example, if you select a small spacing, it'll get jittered quite closely together. If you have selected big spacing and and there's like, you know, for example, say like there's 10 ships quite spread out in that wall, you'll have them more spread out in that cube, as you're saying. And this is all some all stuff that you're going to be, you know, figuring out and discovering when it goes live. So it said board cube. That's funny. Yeah, I was <laughs> instantly thinking about that too. I also, of course, left out the best for last, which is the relative formation, which is from the center of the FC in 200 kilometers around him, everyone that is within that distance gets like basically it, it's a snapshot of where everyone's relative to him and you land like that when you work including so, 200 in front of him or 200 to the side or whatever yeah right. so, so for, like, you can position logi like you were saying Miranda you just have to have your logi drop back 30 before you warp or whatever you want and then you warp and then that's where they'll come out so that's also enabling you to warp in front of hostiles right yep, yep. That would also enable you. No, it wouldn't enable you to warp through bubbles. Obviously, you still get dragged. No, not through um, bubbles. Everyone, so, everyone, has their, everyone has their individual vector where they're going to, and and if they intersect with the bubble, they'll land in it. But they'll land the uh, way that they would have landed. Yeah. If they exactly. made the warp themselves. So if, for example, yeah. like, and that they don't get pulled into the center where the FC is or something. They actually okay. hit the bubble where they would have based yeah, on their okay. position when they left. Say, true, true for all the formations. All right. And um, I was going to say something else, for that, but anyway, yeah, go up in though. Um, so, what do you think? For example, one formation that sticks out that I was like, "What is that for?" Is the arrow formation? Like, is it just a V? Do you call it an <laughs> arrow, or is it like actually with a with yeah, a line you, behind like it? This, like that. You go. You yeah. go. You take this one. I mean, uh, I think it will probably be the least used one, <laughs> but uh, it looks super cool, and we All right. get it we really did, we did it because we could. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's impossible that someone would want to use it. I could imagine situations like if you have uh, kind of a heavy fleet and you want some guys close to where you're landing for tackle, but you want some better tracking further back, maybe it makes sense to do that. Um, you want to be sort of spread out, but not as much as a square, and you want more like back to front spreading. I don't know, but the whole the whole, know, the whole the whole sort of philosophy for the future was to just try and give a lot of tools and see what people do. 
Like, I don't, we don't have any specific, it actually started from talking about um, tools to give people against AOE stuff. I know people are talking a lot about bombs and um, smart bombs and this kind of thing. And this gives you an option when warping, but one with heavy trade-offs where you're exposed if you're more spread out in a lot of ways. But, but from there, we just ended up with like a bunch of, like a big toolkit where we don't know exactly what people are going to do with it. And that's fine. It should raise the like ceiling for fleet management a lot for FCs and um, lead to a lot of interesting stuff. And it's, I think it's very likely actually that it ends up being more powerful for bombers than for dealing with bombers because it's easier to get set up because you can warp spread out. Uh, so I'm not sure how that'll pan out. We'll just have to like reevaluate what bombing looks like afterwards. But yeah. Yeah, the plane, the wall, and arrow are also the only formations that you have the spacing option, which is the right. anti-bumping yeah. formations. So how's like the UI for actually initiating these warps? Is it going to take like 30 seconds for an FC to, you know, put in all these details for how he wants to freaking warp from one place to another? That's a very astute concern we really struggled with getting a smooth ui and hopefully we ended up with something pretty strong you want to tell them how it works kelly i mean you all get to experience this on monday when it goes to cc so it's it's not long until you can just play with it yourself then anyway but basically the ui for it what we settled on we started you know in development we were like okay is it on the right click just you know drop down selections or whatever for it but that like when i was like i implemented that first and it was just like like really terrible to use like right click again, oh, selecting, oh, it was just awful. So what we landed on was in the fleet window, there's just a new tab, which is fleet formations, where you have icons of each of the formations, which you basically just select. And it just, you know, for example, if you want to do a wall formation, it's really quick. You just press a wall. There's two combo boxes, one for the size, one for the spacing, which is just saved. So like you just go 5, 10K, 2,000 meter spacing. And then just any time you're doing Warp fleet, warp squad, warp wing, warp two member within all those warp fleet two member within all of those, they will just pick up those settings. All right. So if I forget I, to reset the settings and I warp to the gate and say everyone jump on contact and everyone lands in a plane spread out. <laughs> I also, I, we also thought we also thought That's of that case. Me. We yeah. also thought of that case that would be really frustrating. So within all of the text, like warp fleet and warp fleet within and all those, there's a little bracket with the formation that you've actually Yeah, in the dropdown, so you can yeah. see your setting before you warp, like you without actually, having to yeah. go to the fleet window. Yeah, you have that in the and right. Yeah, right the, a question I see popping up a bunch in uh, <clears throat> chat I just want to hit now is the, the anyone who could warp a section of the fleet before can have their own formation setting. So if you're a wing or squad commander, um, whoever you warp from that wing or squad will just take your settings for the it's the person who is initiating the warp. Yeah, the person who is initiating the warp, it, it, it listens to basically. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar then to like setting your own warp range. Like that's what bomber FCs do all the time. And it happens to exactly. me all the time. I forget to reset my warp range. I warp to the gate and I land 40 off, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to lose a lot of... Uh, There's a lot <laughs> stuff, of opportunity here to have whoopsies. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're using relative formation at all, you have to account for where everyone is. And if someone is in a weird spot, they're going to end up wherever you land in a weird spot. Um, if you forget to change a size, you know, you, you make a warp at 50K spread, uh, and then you decide you want to warp to a gate, you forget to change it. Yeah, you're going to have half your fleet not able to jump when you land. Yeah. But I like I said, in the, in, in the right click, for, for example, if you right click warp fleet, 
like you'll see like oh i have wall selected so you quickly go over you you you, you just select the point formation which is the default on tt right now so you quickly group people up with that work you just you select that one you you work the fleet you're back in a you know tight 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 sphere point. yeah point. i like i like the idea though of like <clears throat> it is easy to mess up because if you create something that you know is <coughs> like so impactful for you to be able to do exactly what you want. You also kind of have to balance that with giving you a choice to screw up because yeah. otherwise it's like too easy, you know, it yeah. puts like that little added aspect. And, you know, um, I mean, the way that Pando capitalizes on his fleets is on people messing yeah. up. So. Yeah, yeah, I was it's about two, to say. <laughs> there's two coins to, mu to mustery. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's a lot of the FC game is like, especially if like FCs that want to find out number, it's all about making the opponent mess up. It's all mm -hmm. about that, right? So any option for them to mess up is good. It can and be bad for be... yourself too, though. Right? <laughs> but it's gonna uh, be ri ridiculed for warping everyone like spread wall like <laughs> at the gate, then everyone's yeah. dead. <laughs> And then, so, but, so I'm a little bit worried about bombers, to be quite honest, because first, the, the first impression was um, that bombers could benefit from it. But, like, in, especially in bigger fights, there's going to be bubbles, and so it's very, um, very unpredictable. So I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if bombers are going to be a thing anymore, then, to be quite I honest. I think we're, we're really going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I, that's like, uh, I guess going into it, we're expecting the situation around bombers to change and want to pay attention to that and adjust it. And we'll just see what happens. Like, uh, right now we would rather probably that bombers had a little less ability to pressure non-hack comps so that they were more common, but, um, it, like, it's really hard to say what'll come out of, uh, this change and we'll just have to adjust afterwards especially because we're also going to make some balance changes at the same time probably and so we'll have the meta moving for a few reasons and we'll just see where we end up uh, did you just say hey comes <laughs> you want to you want to open that one uh because I mean, we can open and shut it really quick gonna nerf packs <laughs> probably like tomorrow and we'll see see where we go i mean we've been we've been uh, slowly nerfing like continuously since the ADC was introduced basically but there hasn't been a big enough shift like we you know we've been sort of chipping away at the Munin but obviously the fundamentals haven't changed enough for something to move meta wise and it's always tough like the meta always has a lot of momentum so it's not easy to get people to ditch doctrines but um, we'll definitely go for a, a broader kind of harsher change next because uh, I know everybody's ready for something different. Yeah, I think everyone and, is. Uh, yeah, and then long term, you know, the like you've been asking for something even deeper, like changes to long range weapons or changes to battleships or something like that, and that's definitely all on the table. But um, for getting something out quick, we'll probably just target hacks again. Well, so like I think one of the reasons why the hack discussion—I mean, it has been going on for a while, but it kind of picked up in discussion, like since you posted the thing because uh, of the web bubble changes and they mm -hmm. seemed to be aimed at the hack meta especially i mean when i say hack meta i mean the shield hack kiting meta right long range shield kiting uh, because a hacks are really not the big issue right um mm -hmm. 
so they were it seemed like they were aimed at him mm-hmm. and then now you buff them and like i think like i have the feeling especially now with the buff it's it's kind of punishing the slower doctrines more than the faster ones because the faster ones they're hard to hit with those bubbles the delay is a big factor in that and uh, obviously you know yeah we're in kind of a weird i mean i i think all the comments on this are basically really sharp like the idea of a scram bubble rather than a web bubble makes a lot of sense um or at least as another option if we want to target uh, microworking more specifically um and the delay thing is something we went back and forth about a ton because when we were originally making it it felt really yucky to have the dictor always web itself so we tried to have a long enough delay that the dictor would still have a good chance at hitting its target, but would also be able to get clear of the bubble. And now that's basically out the window with the increased range. And so we could turn the uh, delay down so that you're having an easier time hitting your target. Um, and that would help a bit with what you're talking about. I think also this 50% number that was in the CC release, will probably turn that down a bit going into this. Um, kind of interesting to see how we went from at 30% of 10K they don't get any use and then at 50% and 15k um everybody's worried it's punishing for slower fleets so maybe we'll shoot somewhere in between take a look at a scram bubble in the delay and see where we end up well the thing is it's not going to punish anyone because there's no slower fleets on field in the moment right <laughs> and that's the you know that's the sad part and i don't think the the wobbles are the the big factor there right it's just like it adds to it then I, by the way, is that the official name? Wobbles, yeah? Uh, wobbles? <laughs> you call it's it Wobbles the, too, right? It's the uh, Stasis Webification Probe is the official name. <laughs> we say Wobble. We say Wobble in meetings as well. I know uh, Elise was very concerned with me confirming that for him. Like, as an FC, I kind of hate it. Because, like, how are you supposed to say, like, Wobble them? And then someone bubbles them <laughs> or like wobble us, right? Because you, you might want to enter warp a little quicker, right? And then you get bubbled, right? It's like, oof. <laughs> everyone's, I think everyone's very careful with saying that out loud as an FC. But yeah. And scrubble is a little clearer for screen bubbles, but not much still. Scrubble, I like that. Yeah, I mean, so like if you would make a scrubber, would it be, it would be just a short time, right? So. No delay, you whoop in a dictator, and then let's say you have a 15 cam range, but you wouldn't scrubble someone, like scram bubble someone for longer than like, I don't know, five to 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, just right? enough to turn them off. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. I would even yeah, say one great. tick is probably already a, a better, um, what do you call it? A better, um, like fix, like, not fix, but a better. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like better, it puts more pressure on, on MD, MWD hat comps than the web bubble does. Yeah. Yep. And and you know, there's always that one guy who forgets to turn on this MWD. Boom, easy target. Next. And keep those scrubbles coming. Um <laughs> I mean, if you could just uh scram bubble an entire fleet indefinitely, that would be a different story. But now with the formations, uh, you know, it's even harder then. So maybe it's time for the scrubber. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then Capco is in chat. Capco, actually, let's see what happens if I relative warp to your ship. Would we both 170k? Yeah, you would both move. 
So you would you would land like you the FC would land where the ship you warped to was, and he would move forward 170k as well, relative to the landing point. Yeah. So everyone's warp is. You can just sleep fire yourself forward continuously. (laughs) There's so much stuff with this that we like. There's not like, oh, this is exactly what people will do, and we can see it coming. There's the relative so many possibilities, and the relative formation is going to be like, okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that's why be... I said in my like, it was funny reading today, everybody being like, oh, this is cosmetic, because I'm like a little worried it's really busted that people will find really, really busted stuff to do that we wouldn't have thought of beforehand, and we'll end up having to tone it down. Which we we have some levers to do. We can pull the the relative. Like right now, if you try to warp. A relative, if someone's out 200k or further from you, uh, they don't catch the warp, which, you know, we needed some grids are big enough that if it didn't care about range, you'd be warping people inside planets and all kinds of weird stuff. So we didn't allow that, but we could pull that range in tighter or um, do other other things to rein it in if it's, if it's really, really busted, but we'll see. There is one thing that I forgot to mention when, surrounding the bubbles, and uh, I mean, you just experienced this when you try out the features that as a result of our engine and how warping is implemented at the core, you will know in the tunnel that you're landing in a bubble oh, yeah. when you're in, for example, a wall, because a wall will not look like this in a bubble. It will look like this when it lands in the oh, sphere. So if you warp in a line and you're going to hit a bubble and it's going to wrap the line around the outside of the bubble when you land, the warp tunnel shows that because of the implementation. We can't save it as a surprise for when you land. So you'll that know is, how like your range in bubbles before you hit the grid by a little bit. That's, that's actually that's actually interesting. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. You'll be like, oh god damn it! Yeah, just a bit. You'll, you'll get a really little time window to plan around whatever's happening on the grid to deliberate your options. <laughs> yeah, like I like having Amy's comment. You'll have just a few uh, bits of time to curse your FC for making a bad warp. <laughs> you'll see you're stranded before you get there. Yeah, uh, guys. By the way, like if you have any good questions, you're probably best off to like highlight them, and then Miranda's gonna filter them out. You better make it. There's a couple of common ones we've answered already, but I can come back to just so people are sure to hear them. One is the do wing and squad commanders get to do the relative formation individually or any formation individually, which they do. Yes, wing and squad do. And then the other one is the relative formation range, which we I just said again. But if you uh, didn't hear within 200k keeps everyone in their position relative to the person warping outside of 200k people get left left behind there is one elephant that we haven't talked about though it's not really an elephant if it's what i think you're gonna say skills. <laughs> you wanna, yeah yeah there's two two skills for this which uh kind of intros them piece by piece they're not really long trains or anything brutal but you have basically the default work formation to begin with, so, so everyone has fleet warp just as it is now, and then there's uh, one skill where each level unlocks a new formation, with relative being level five, and then another skill that uh, unlocks the size and spacing uh, choices for the others. So if you want to, you know, warp a wall that's twenty k wide instead of ten k wide, um, you train one level. One to more level. Oh, one more level. Okay. So all the things are buying uh, injectors right now. <laughs> and as, as skills are concerned, this is probably the the most fun to like train for because it's an unlock kind of feel good when you get it like a. But yeah, yeah, and it's and, 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 and it's like quite a veteran feature where most people just inject it. So fleet fleet members don't have to have it to catch warps or anything like that. 
Um, other thing, while you're talking about questions from chat, there is like uh, uh, feedback stuff that'd be really good to get. Like right now, the size and spacing options, especially, are set sort of just on gut from us playing with it. But when you guys are on CC this week, if you have any big feedback about like size or spacing options or um, yeah, uh, anything to do with like how the formations work, it'd be good to tweak those that. values. Yeah, left. yeah, especially those values are really easy to tweak because um, the options. You yeah, I don't know if we'll make it any bigger. Like, I don't know if we'll make the default formation size ranges any bigger. But the spacing and stuff. Um, if you weren't here at the start too, there's um, Signal was explaining like it's it's easy to say. For instance, if you're warping a fleet of dreads, you could say we're warping in a wall and it's going to be only 10k wide. And then it'll try to space them in a line and it'll just run out of space really quick and you'll end up with just a jumbled ball of dreads. And we haven't tried to like, you know, we haven't thought of every every use case or even the most common ones necessarily. We just have like a kind of linear set of options for the size and spacing. So if there's anything that like feels really like it should work and it's not, that'd be good for us to hear. Like a perfect value that we overthought should have been there. Oh, and the perfect question, Kali. Someone says... Do formations work on bridging and sinos? <laughs> <laughs> Those are and, individual jump, not warps. So and it, yes, that's but another. it gives us another opportunity to ask for feedback, which is at the same time we we're building this, we did build a uh, sino formation so that you could uh, open a new kind of sino, which spreads out everything that lands next to it. So instead of landing on the sino and bumping like crazy, you could have like a wide radius where the stuff jumping all comes in scattered at whatever, some longer range. Um, initial kind of it's, feedback call, on that. We're, call, we're calling it the diffuse sino, right? Or like just spread so, out yeah. sino? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to the CSM about that. They were pretty negative about it. And so we decided to hold off until we could talk to the public uh, until after you guys saw this feature and got probably until after we see how this pans out too. Um, but uh, that's just something. Know, just know that it's already ready uh, on my local. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I wonder what implications that would have. Um, I mean, do we want the bumps, right? That's the big question there. I mean, for me and Signal, at least, the, bu the bumps are... We really just wanted broken. to give you the option. Like just another module that is like the diffuse yeah. sign module or whatever that you can make, like choose. Do I want to land spread out or do I want to be in a bubble? Like the tiny ball, I mean, landing and bumping. Yeah, but yeah, there's, you know, we messing with uh, capital tactics right now feels a little, like we at least want to be thoughtful and like slow, not, not be like, oh, guess what? Now you can, One step now everything you know about how capital war works is different. Because yeah, we decided like, let's, let's, let's release this first then, and the yeah. sign of deployable that you were going to talk about later as well. And then, and then we oh, see, yeah. we, can, we can just see. I mean, perfect segue then, right? So the sign of deployable, <laughs> like, why did you feel the need to bring that one into the game? Well, there's two big reasons. One is since we made the uh, change to recon sinos only, a big pain point was just anyone smaller scale trying to move caps around. I, I very specifically remember uh, Vegas two years ago. No, it must have been last year. I don't know, a very, very angry uh, spaceship pilot who I spent a lot of time talking to. And it just stands out as it's something I've heard a lot. You know, it was something we talked about in roundtables there, something I've seen since. There's just people, and I think it's completely legitimate, you know, the the risk, we felt the risk associated with using Sinos was way too low considering their power in combat situations. At the time, umbrellas were, you know, 
super prominent and problematic. But in any combat situation, the amount of like, commitment and risk you took to light a sino was super, super small. And uh, But there's all these other situations like when random Joe Plumber or whatever is moving his carrier around in low sec where forcing 250 mil of risk feels like way over the top. So we wanted something for that uh, use case. We introduced the industrial sino to catch the jump freighter case, which was a lot of it, but there's still kind of any other, like moving to mids, moving small groups of capitals, moving individuals, that just having a cheap option uh, felt important. So we get that with this, hopefully. I mean, we have to tune numbers and make sure it works for that without being too powerful in combat, without being uh, too expensive or too slow to use uh, for random folks. But then uh, it also lets us, lets us test um, mobile deployables as a paradigm for Sinos, which is something we're really interested in in general. Um, right now, Sinos being tied to ships through a module has got all kinds of problems. It means that for us to do any balance on cost or risk or power for Sinos, it has to be bolted to a ship. And that's just annoying. Like we can't balance recons now without it affecting Sinos and how that works. We can't balance the Sinos separately at all other than the module cost. And so we're at least interested in moving all Sino behavior over to deployables so that you don't have to like sit dead in the water in a ship to light a Sino and you can drop a structure instead. And then we can set up rules around those structures independently of ship balance. But um, we'll see how it works and we'll we'll move forward from there. You know, if it turns out uh, people don't like it or it, it, there's some problem with doing things that way instead, then we can just ditch it and just go back to focusing on modules and works out well we can kind of start migrating things over to more deployable design you know in uh, in the past i would have said like yeah, yeah you say that now you can just ditch it and then change it but like we're gonna wait for that four years or so but recently you you did iterate fast which like i think a lot of people appreciate it when it came to ess stuff when it came to like all kinds of stuff you guys were actually iterating quicker and uh, much appreciated we a super fast pace last year uh, do apologize for the break. We took a little time off in the holidays, but yeah, we want to get back to going fast. Yeah, which is really nice to see. Um, so, it, like the Sino things, like do you have like some detail, like how you want to do it? Like, so what I from what I read, you can open it on a station of zero on citadels and other stuff, obviously. But yeah. so what happens if you have two of these Sino, like deployable Sinos next to each other? Can one block the other? Uh, how how much range in between them? You know, so in a fleet No, fight, they don't block each other. You can have as many as you want. There's probably some, uh, you know, there's probably like a thousand meter or some you can't actually anchor them on top of each other, but there's no like 50k block out range or something. You, you can just pile a whole bunch of them on um, top of each other. It's fine. So, and then my big question would be how much hit points are they going to have? Is it going to be like a mobile depot or like a, um, more like a Sino, uh, gemma? I have them right now about half what an inhib is. It's like, I want to say like 40 K EHP or something like that. It's still quite a bit though. Yeah. It might be a little high if anything right now. Yeah. Because um, like, like, you're not going to kill it. Like, I mean, this also depends on anchoring time, right? Like how big as the time window to kill it after it goes down, which right now is set at two minutes, but that's also something we can tweak either way. I mean, so that's the that's the two big factors, I think. Like the price tag, 
right? Is it gonna be so cheap that you can just spam it? Like in big fights, for example, I could totally see everyone, every ship on grid will have one of those, and then we want to make sure we can always Sino in, so we deploy them. Are they gonna get shut down when the when a Sino jammer gets online? Are they gonna be off then? Yeah, yeah, a jammer turns them off. So I don't have to kill them in order to shut them down like a normal Sino. Can you make them explode when the jammer comes I on? I think they explode if a system Sino jammer goes online. Yeah. All right, all right. If a uh, mobile in hip goes online, they just the beacon just turns off. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it even makes it just so that you can't anchor more of them. I need to check on that. It might not actually turn off the ones that are active. But yeah, it seems to be master plan is the, the engineer behind this feature who is on Talos with, with, with Rice. But yeah, we just need to get the, the EHP in a place where Spamming them isn't practical because they just all die and you just waste a bunch of money. Like that's, I, I think they're maybe because they don't show up. They're not going to show up on overview until the beacon's <clears> active. <throat> I mean, they show up on D scan, on pro scan, of course. You can find them when they're dropped other places, but if someone's not paying attention, you could you could drop them and jump to them in uh, hostile space and in a combat situation um, if they just didn't get found. But I don't feel like that's a big problem necessarily. It's it's only a problem if they can be spammed on grid and they're inefficient to kill. So. You can just like get it, make sure a sign is online by having too many. So we probably just need to get the EHP down to a point where that's the case. So, and then Bjorn asks, will a sign in a block it going online? So if the sign in a is first and then you put it up, is it yeah, going to online and then just not be active? And then when the sign of is done, it's instantly there? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't work when it goes on. I don't know if it sits there and then turns on after the inhib goes down. I can check on that, but I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I do believe, like, the Sino stuff, I don't think it's going to have, like, a massive impact on, like, big fights. Um, there's always going to be that rapier for the big groups. It's not a big of a deal. So um, I think it actually will have, hopefully, a positive effect on the smaller guys, like, just, like, that one guy moving his stuff or so. And, uh, like, having an easier, cheaper time, I guess. Also, they someone like- asked if they're permanent. They're not permanent. They they have a expiration like inhibs, so they just decay after. Right yeah. now, I think it's an hour, um, but that's another dial. It's easy to change. They definitely aren't, aren't permanent. People want to know too, like how you're going to get them. If it's going to be through the LP shop, if it's going to be a site they're, thing. They're built. It's almost exactly the same as inhibs. So you buy a, a blueprint from NPCs and just build them. And right now, the price the price is another important point. Of course, uh, has to be. Expensive enough that they're not just absolutely throwaway free, but cheap enough that it's a lot better choice than recons. Right now, the price, I hope, is around 20 mil, but of course, it depends on market and demand and how long until supply gets up and whatever. So we'll have to follow up on that too if it ends up being too expensive to be worth it. Yeah, I think 20 mil is probably a good, uh, a good price tag, to be honest. And are they going to require fuel? No. Uh, no, there's nothing... There's just oh, don't be so sure, Pindo. We can put fuel in anything. That we'll would be ridiculous. It's just that anchoring <laughs> time, of course. No, to go online. Uh, the only cost is in the build. There's no fuel you have to bring and stick in them or anything like that. Imagine you would have to deploy, but then you have to put the sign or the the liquid also anchor in there. it and then fuel it. And... Oh my god! <laughs> can they be picked back up after they get deployed? No, they can't. They're fire and forget. And then for how big they are, they're not very big. But um, I was actually. They look pretty sexy. I feel like they're at like 250 M3, something like that. Like, not super, super tiny, but um, small enough that you can fit them in most stuff, cruisers for sure. And is there a special like skill limit, like anchoring? 
anchoring level one, you can anchor it? I think it's anchoring three. All right. Um, before the, the show, we were actually uh, talking about some other stuff that I wasn't aware of at all. And that's just like quality of life stuff. And second, oh, yeah. maybe maybe you wanna you wanna dive into like some of those things, um, uh, because sure. I was I was kind of surprised I didn't even pick pick up on that stuff. We we did that like that, that was mostly like CSM was having those discussions with you, correct, Steve? Like and or maybe uh, you can the, comment on that. I mean the those two quality CSM's of life changes. Been pushing for eWork for quite a while, mm -hmm. and then I don't know where that even started, but it's been a while in the making, and then. Like a while being discussed, and then the other one actually was from uh, came up I actually, during stream chat. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made those quality of life changes before Christmas, and they've been sitting in the sandbox, kind of to go out as like this travel package. Wait, did like, you say what they are? No. Yeah. Those what? two those two changes are the like the the full speed alignment on warp failure is what we're calling it, <laughs> meaning right. that when you get pointed when you're initiating warp, you're aligning, you're half. For example, half the speed or something up up to the warp, and you get scrammed. Now you get pointed. You uh you would just completely stop if you don't double click in space. Now you just continue going to your max speed. That's like a quality of life change. Uh, and then the other one is an opt out out of the emergency warp. So when you DC and your ship warps off grid, you can. In case for that. some reason there's a problem with the system while you're uh, flying. Never happens. Never, never happens. happens. Everything's just fine. Just in case the server can't keep up with something. <laughs> like it has been a while since we've seen that. Must be like 2003 or something, right? So uh but just in case the server can't keep up. Um uh, and you have a disconnect. Alright, that's a, I mean that's a good that's a good move, definitely. Because that was I think if I remember correctly, in X forty seven, like one of the bigger battles in 2019 18 i forgot when it was actually i think 2018 it was um imperium actually lost a monarch to a disconnect which it's just such a shame right you can't like he just warps off is a million km away and then their dread bomb is just fast enough to to kill him right and it's just such a shame to lose a monarch uh, to a disconnect like that so uh, that would definitely be one way to avoid that, which, uh, you know, a really good change, I think. More options, always always good. I mean, I don't want to say so, always. But more yeah. mastery, more mastery. Yeah. I had a, I was just thinking of another, I hate to like go back to the fleet formation thing, but I was just like thinking in my That's brain while you guys were talking. I know. So <laughs> what, a, so like, cause someone talked about like warping into like an ESS site and if you warp in, if you can like kind of push people forward, what about the same with like wormholes? So when you warp to the wormhole and you warp on the beacon, if you warp in a fleet formation, can you push people closer to the wormhole? So you, like to a drifter hole, so you don't have to burn all the way to it. But those are all activations off of a gate, right? They're not warps like the on into an ESS, at least you're activating an acceleration gate, not warping yeah. in, right? Right. Yeah, so, you don't, so it doesn't care about your formation option. So what or, about a wormhole then? The wormhole is the same. It, it right? should. Can you not fleet warp to it? Uh, you, you can, can fleet warp, warp to, a to the beacon. Yeah, to the beacon. So yeah. if you so if you fleet warp to the beacon and you fleet warp in a formation that's like super yeah. spread out, then you'll push some. You can potentially push your yep. own fleet towards the yep. wormhole since you're landing on the beacon. Yep. 
Yeah. That's I think that's... So from what I heard from you guys, that's definitely a possibility. But yeah. as I think one of the most uh, like active Drifter Warmer users, I don't think it's viable because... Yes, you're going to land like two or three people close, but what about the rest? Like everyone else is going to land somewhere else. Fuck the rest of them. Or I mean, you if, have to have the if, that, if that becomes a problem, we can also like accept some of that stuff or like figure out solutions for yeah, it. Yeah, we like, can like, make. Terribly game breaking. Like there's a bunch of probably cases that we haven't thought of, which is why we want people to go on CC on, on yeah. Monday and just try the hell out of this. And, and we want bugs to come out, you know, before we go to TQ. I will fix the hell out of them, and then if they code to TK, I will fix them as well. Like, all right, that's what all I'm right. here for. That's but what I'm here for. The answer is yes. Technically, you can push some people closer to the beam. Oh, like if you have a custom formation and you have the right angle, which is the yeah, key in is, this. But you could do yeah, it before too. You, you could, could you, you, like. Range. I immediately thought, like as an FC, you could actually slingshot the entire fleet while you would have to. Yeah, but you have to have the right angle, which is like you need yeah. to have a bookmark or a, a celestial, which is already the case anyway, right? So it's, yeah. um, you know, it's tricky. Mm -hmm. And setting that up, I think it is possible to set that up fast, but it takes a lot of experience. So then you go into the skill part, which is kind of what you would always want, right? So if someone is skilled in something, he should benefit from it. So yeah. Um, like just thinking about it now for now I would say like it's probably a good thing then I mean I'm saying that as a obviously as a Drifter Woman user but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah and like and, and for testing this feature of course it's like uh, a lot of the formations require a lot of bodies it's uh, hard for me to run more than 10 clients on my machine so or like even with a thin we have call them thin clients I had at maximum 20 of those running and, you know, initiating warps. And, like, there's only so much that we can catch in testing as, you know, individuals. And that is, of course, going to be the mass test that we'll be performing on CC as well. But uh, yeah. power to the people, man. They're yeah, going to figure so it out more. Like, they're going to get some bugs probably. Like, hopefully not. I've done my best. So the mass test is going to be uh, when? I was just looking for the tweet, the... My, uh... I think they haven't officially announced, like... No, we have. Uh, yeah, we have, yeah. I think it's on the Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday at 1700, I think. I am correct in right. saying. But the war patch is already live at that time, right? No, no so... Can you say Monday? No. So on Monday, it goes on CC, and then the mass oh, test, where we have, like, uh, our QAs performing the mass test on the Tuesday, right after the, the day that it gets put on CC. We have the master. All right, system. all right. Yeah, there's we a people to come and test it with us. Trash mob uh, made a forum thread, and you can find description of that. Yeah, uh, if you look for a trash mob, uh, trash mob on Twitter, find the link to it. If it's not, I also channel. noticed some. I think it was more than one who was having concerns, and I know you before we started the stream, you had concerns about server performance for the formations, and since we're back on them, I can address that. That in the underlying code beforehand. We were individually warping people, like we were going over everyone in the fleet and warping them. So that was already happening. So rest assured that this is not terribly expensive on Tidai and we're going to be crashing nodes with this. Yeah, that was one of the big questions if you warp like, like an entire fleet of 250 people, right? Is it now going to add complexity to it? And uh, if it's like 
if it's the same level, then uh, you know, obviously it shouldn't change anything. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's definitely good to hear because uh, like currently the fights, especially in Delve, they are always uh, you know on the edge of the server performance. So adding to it would definitely be a nightmare right now. Mm -hmm. I like the uh, idea from your. I don't remember which who it was on your stream last week talking about uh, deleting all drones as a way of improving the game, but also would help with performance a lot. So I'm going to look into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, no. I think Runners it was Capstay. Like, there's a couple of guys uh, in this game, a couple of FCs that are just in. Like, I'm sure, Ryze, you know that, right? Some FCs are really into thinking about these changes and like having like bigger ideas like captator is one of them then you had capku who is not actively of seeing it right now but he is still involved as you can tell <laughs> like it's just a matter of time till he comes back uh, or like <laughs> um i don't know uh, there's yeah. a camp like or loro seco was also on right like uh, yeah there's some guys that are like thinking about these kind of things all day every day right and then i come up with this like I didn't think of that at all. Like just removing drones of like from a lot of holes, yeah, it would change a lot. And yeah. it would. I mean, that's that's help. obviously pretty extreme, but I actually think it's there's a there's something to it. Just maybe a middle ground there. Yeah, we started discussing it. Was it yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> or just changing it mechanically to be uh, like a single drone, but visually it is multiple drones and just like yeah. I was about stats, to, yeah, stats was about to, yeah, yeah. to improve server hmm. performance, like the fighters kind of are. I was just yeah. gonna ask, like fighters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they don't fighters. have the complex AI the fighters have, which is expensive, though. Yeah, and we saw it in the in the boson trap, like fighters, like they weren't. Yeah, they weren't all. I like, mean, perfect, yeah, but... there was a lot going on there, but yeah. Yeah, that was like they, it was unfortunate. Yeah, and that was actually like I thought it was just a plain server thing, but like apparently that it was confirmed to be a little bit of a bug because fighters only get damage like once per tick or like uh, they can only lose one fighter per tick so it kind of like made the bosons only do one tick damage because of tie-dye and all that stuff that was a you know a weird unfortunate you know thing i mean it was a, a bug after all uh, so if you if you like that idea from Captator, and I think it was Captator, I'm pretty sure. What about, and we talked about, or you brought up guns before. Um, mass on guns? What, like, what about mass on guns? No, but Captator has also a, a big point about guns being weird. And I'm sure he talked to you about that before, which is, he always says, there's no like heavy penalty on like range when it comes to tracking because like the further you're away the better yeah. the guns track which yeah, yeah, can, yeah. it kind of makes sense yep yeah it's a uh, totally true um <laughs> it's a big thing to go and mess with but i think there's definitely something there and we've we've like i was going to do a big battleship gun rebalance that was going to make the lighter variations way better tracking than they currently are so there's more distinction and make the longer range ones way worse maybe do that for all guns. But then we actually got into like a plan for a big, complete, full, like, uh, like tier aside, but like really dramatic pass on all weapons. And that was half made. And then the designer working on it, uh, people realized he was smart and he got moved to other stuff. And so now it's sitting and we need to pick it up again. 
<laughs> so I don't know. It's actually on uh, my list on one of the streams on one of your streams. Actually, you brought that up. You said like, yeah, we're, we're kind of looking at a, a big rework on guns. I was about to bring yeah. it up. And uh, yeah, it's it, it. I mean, it's needs to happen. Like the module tier side in general has gotten to like most important module groups by now. Uh, there was a lot of work last year when Talos was getting off the ground. Uh, he was a junior designer then and was like going through, working through all the kind of most of the groups that hadn't been hit before that. And this project has always just been like get picked up and then put down randomly. And he was his uh, final kind of awesome big thing to tackle was weapon stuff. And there was like a pretty... Um, yeah, I remember exhaustive that. plan to to go and rework it all, and it'd be so good. It'd be so good for for usability and understanding how they work um, in early game, and it'd be really helpful for differentiating balance and getting more diversity into gun use at the top end. But um, yeah, then he had to put it down because he moved to another team and some other projects. So it might be something we can pick up for him uh, and keep running with sometime this year. But we'll see. So, in what way would he? I mean, can you talk about that? Like, in what way were you guys uh, looking at guns then to rework them? I mean, I can't speak to all the details super well, but the most important thing is just that there's such an insane number of unused variations. And if you look at, like, gun performance as a whole, it's just so cluttered. There's there's kind of everything is piled on top of each other in too close of a space, so the choices aren't very important. And like you were saying, that the it's almost never correct to choose the lower range, lower damage option. Like for, for every gun group in the game, you're always taking, you know, you're always taking 800s, you're always taking 425s, you're always taking 720s. Like there's very few cases where you take anything but the longest range option because usually, longer range always gives you more damage than better tracking would. And it's usually fitting um, restrictions, right? Yeah, it's only if there's fitting restrictions. The only time you compromise is when you care more about fitting than about um, that other stuff. So when you look at, it's crazy. If you look at like, medium projectile turrets there's like 120 different types of medium projectile turret but on the server uh 95 of the damage dealt by the entire group all 125 variations is just by 722s or by 425 if it's auto cannons or whatever like there's no meaningful choice there so the idea is just like strip a whole bunch of that out like obviously streamline it out the variations but cut cut down a lot on on the meaningless choices and then make the trade-offs between the the longer and that's the part I can't I don't remember exactly how we had it all drawn up, but make it so that you know the long range higher damage option wasn't always the right choice. Like make sure that the trade-offs there with the smaller variations was actually make valuable so that more meaningful choices and streamline yeah, it up. You weren't basically. picking just based on fitting only. Um but yeah. That makes so sense. Any, anything else stuff. you want to promise up your sleeve, you know, while you're at it? If I promise enough stuff, maybe everybody will realize why it's only <laughs> one thing at a time, even though we promise like 20 things. Yeah, I mean, we talked about like how many things, like 10 different things, you know. Yeah, uh, and on top of it, there's, you know, almost everybody is working on MPE. So it's, uh, uh, I think we have a really awesome group working on veteran stuff. And uh, we're, we're, you know, last year, especially, we were able to hit a lot of really cool areas. But at the same time, the priority, as we've been saying, uh, externally for a long time is to try and help people get into the game more effectively. So right now there's a lot of research going on, a lot of uh, development going on, trying to help help early game folks. Yeah, I remember, you, you, sorry. Sorry, you go, you go. 
Uh, I remember when you guys first announced that you focus on NPE stuff, like new player experience. Um, and there was the big question for how long, right? Like all the veterans are like, yeah, it makes sense. We want more people in the game. But at the same time, like for how long are you going to focus on it? And there was never an answer. Like, uh, is this phase of focusing on NPE stuff, is this coming to an end? Or do you think like this is going to go on for like another like decades or something. Eve's gonna last forever and the MP I mean, is gonna be worked on forever. I tell you Eve's that. Right? Yes. Game. But it's like so as like, long as Eve's alive, we'll, the CCP will work on the MP, I, I think, and try to improve it as much as they can. Yeah. I, mean, that, I think history is clear. probably the best way to look at it. Like we always yeah. have been working on the MPE. Yeah. Like keep, if you look back in the very, very early days patch notes, there's NPE work and there has been ever since. Um, My man Rise was sent to the cool like to work on the MP, right? <laughs> For some time. <laughs> Enthusiastically privileged <laughs> to work on the NP for a while, yes. I'm going to get thrown on the MP for that comment, so I'm really sorry. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the NPE gulag for you. No more fun. I mean, I, me. before I, the last thing I was doing in Eve before CCP was working on the NPE as a player, like running a, you know, trying a training corp for PVPers. Like half of the player base basically works on the NPE by trying to help with onboarding and run recruitment stuff and. Like we all, all that is want super important. Players. We need new, yeah, new, new yeah. blood in the game, you know, for, for it to live on. Like, yeah, I mean, my question was like, there's more of a focus on it, right? Like yeah. recently, I mean, so we stepped up the focus. focus. Yeah, um, there's some, there's, and also there's, you know, a lot of the NP work isn't only, uh, isn't it's not like it's all just the first twenty minutes tutorial. There's right now actually spinning up um, more like. Uh, kind of cross-sectional usability projects like MPE, NPE. Yeah, NPE yeah, is such a broad player. term for yeah, so yeah, yeah. many things. You could, go, of, yeah. you could boil it down to the UX of Eve is, you know, could be improved immensely. Well, I mean, technically, would, technically, fleet formations could be part of a new player experience, you know, it, if you exactly, join the fleet it's and totally get an feature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Warp in the formation, feel cool. Meet an FC. Exactly. I, I tell yeah. you what, it's it's gonna look cool for sure, and it's always a good thing, right? Because yeah, we would be we would be I on mean, the, we would be on the MPE team, being like the fleet formations is the feature to make for the MPE. <laughs> I, I tell you guys, like it's gonna be so cool. I understand people were you know worried there wasn't gonna be any like meaningful functionality with the formation stuff, but it was so nice to watch a trailer where there's like ships warping next to each other, and it's not make believe. You know, where it's like actually something that yeah. can happen rather than yeah. just like moved around in in the editor or whatever in the trailer making. You know, it's it's one of those changes that everyone like is gonna be like after all, like let's say in a year we talk again, like it's very normal. Formation stuff is very normal. And then people tell those tales like you you know, back in the day we used <laughs> yeah. to only land in this little spot and then we would get bombed to shit. Tacklers actually had to fly to their targets instead of exactly. getting warped by an FC to their targets. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think that's like those days are going to come at some point where people are like... We had to make marks if we wanted to spread bubbles over a station. Yeah. That'll be yeah, fun actually. Yeah. That's, that's, one of those, that's one of those things. Everyone packs a bubble and then you just warp to the gate in a cube formation and you, you do the and bulk bubble. There is a lot of... Stuff you can do. I mean, I know there's going to be very, very creative shapes with the <laughs> yeah, yeah. formation flying around in Cheetah. Well, we all know. Yeah, we are aware. 
Yeah, ninety five percent. We just got rid of uh, anchoring cans, and now it's just going to be mobile billboards warping back and forth, spelling out <laughs> Lake Moonshine or whatever that corp name was, or something. Moonpire. He's Moon actually in it. Yeah, it's yeah, he's in it now. Yeah. <laughs> we we actually kept uh, hunting his rockers, and he was shifting away from rocker mining. He's like, hey, I want to do more PvP oriented stuff. Um, and he just joined us. I was like, hmm, right. no, I've got the target less, which is especially right now, since everyone's so content condensed in Delve, I'm like a little sad. I'm like, I don't want I want to go out hunt, right? Give me more targets and space. And I hope maybe in the near future you guys are also looking at this, right? Getting more people in space for yeah. N NPC like PvE stuff. Yeah, it's a little more on the eco side, which we can't speak to super well. Um, but they are definitely looking at that, getting more, um, you know, yeah, better distribution of people across spaces, definitely a priority for them. And um, doing that through updated PVE incentives is definitely a big part of that. So hopefully more stuff coming on that soon. Yeah, I think at the moment, because people are so busy with the war stuff, like, um, they don't notice it as much as I do, maybe, because I like I'm very focused on like hunting and all that stuff. Uh I just hope by the time this this war is over we uh we get people back in, in, in space more actively and more uh you know, maybe we see more supers, more rockers again. And that would be really nice. Yeah, we I mean we've specifically been talking a lot about Well, whatever, never mind. Leave it for eco guys, but talking about getting like, <laughs> Well, I know we need target. I think, <laughs> I mean, I think it's hard too, though, because if like without going into the whole ego thing, you know, you're trying to balance resource scarcity with giving people enough incentive to go out. But the more incentive you give them, the less resource scarcity it is, there is because they're going out to get the resources in the first place. So it's yeah. like a, it's a delicate thing to balance. Totally. Yeah. And so also I, I wondered like in CCP internally, like when this war kicked off, I bet everyone was a little bit hyped, right? And then at first it went very slow, right? So I think the first six months we actually had less destruction in the game than before, and it all changed as soon as they like, got into real delve. You know what I mean? Um, so not like, in real delve, Panda. And then suddenly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but suddenly the destruction went up like crazy. So and that kind of plays into the whole like resource scarcity thing so like it kind of seems to be working out like people wanted it to like, titans dying like we've never seen so many titans die obviously um and the prices are going up i'm not sure what it's going to be like when it's peacetime again if it's ever going to be um, filling up the coffers again slowly or slower slower yeah yeah, it's so, so tough cool. to read. Like, we never have a uh, control case. Like, the whole environment's always moving, like you say, because of the war. So, like, trying to figure out with whether it's economy changes or balance changes or whatever, like, did did the yeah. metrics change because we did something or did they change because you guys something did something? Yeah. You, yeah. you guys you just guys went to war because of... Because... Not yeah, because right. Pando. Pando broke the nip and then we all went to war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I see, like I, I we sh like I don't want to be commenting on this stuff because it's not it's not in my control and it's like for like I want to be speaking for other teams so and that's yeah. their realm and 
Um, Someone asked if the, or maybe the metrics changed due to COVID. I'm actually interested. Do you guys like, I mean, it's totally okay if you didn't look at it, but is there like, did the metrics change at all during COVID as far as like logins and stuff? I mean, did you see an uptick in player activity during COVID time? I would assume I mean, so. I, I think it's yeah, widely it known in the gaming industry that it was just like a huge boom to all yeah, of them. Everyone, everyone played a lot. I, like I saw some just recent articles, so I think it was like 20% increase in revenue in the gaming industry or something, nice. basically due to COVID or something, you know, like I was reading just the Stones. other day. Yeah, so, and definitely had an effect. And the war, of course, helped a lot as well. Yeah, well. it's kind of hard to tell if, I mean, I think it's probably a little bit of both. And if you think about it, the war actually was like good timing. Because I know, at least for me, I started teleworking during like the height of, my involvement in the war yeah the tell war. Her, i was literally i was literally sitting in 10 percent tie-dye fleets like with a meeting going on on the other side <laughs> praying that they couldn't hear my clicking <laughs> i mean all i know is team talos forms right at the beginning of last year and the numbers have only gone up since then so <laughs> probably nothing else had any effect on no yeah i mean <laughs> yeah and you've seen hilmar and uh, other devs like ccp burger and other go on streams and and talk about that there was an uptrend before COVID and all those metrics. Yeah. Like they've talked about it a lot, and uh, like we don't know because I've never yeah, like, never know what the uptrend would have been on how how yeah. I think well we did last year. And I like we were talking earlier, like even ourselves, we forget how much we did last year. Like the two teams, like Ra and Talos, that we are on. Like I was go like because you were asking me earlier, like what are some of the recent stuff that you have been working on? I was going over my changes. There was a lot of stuff that, like even me, I just forgotten what what I did last year because there was so much stuff that we were doing, rapid releases and stuff. Yeah, were there any like any surprises? Like you did like any anything you put in the game where suddenly like it wasn't like a super positive thing or negative? Like where you th thought like oh shit, we. I mean, the, the proving grounds was very, I guess, controversial. Like either you hated or you loved it, or or you hated and loved it. Like a love hate relationship for a lot of people. And I, I was the engineer on that, and uh, and I was worried how it would go. It would start I, think the, I think the Proving Grounds kind of went exactly how like most people expected it to go, where it was super hyped at the beginning because it was something fun, but then after a while, it kind of like petered out a little bit. People just went back to doing their normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know what, also... I just, hold on. First off, I just want to say, too, that on the Proving Grounds with me and Deadlift, we completely destroyed everybody so. i remember that you did well <laughs> and I, I definitely want to give uh, this reminds me that uh, i wanted to give a shout out to my my homie ccp finger for working on that specific feature and he helped uh, like he was basically my yellow rubber duck all the time for like all like i'm a kind of engineer that really likes to bounce off others and he, he really helped me on the free formations as well along with my ccp master plan and rave uh, those two guys as well like those homies, keep big shout outs. It's not, see a lot of love from me and Rice in the chat, and I just want to spread the love some more. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, I was about like what did what were we talking about before? No, I lost my train of thought. We're talking about proving grounds and it oh yeah, the proving grounds. We have features that we worked on last, uh, like like, mm -hmm. and I guess the last year. I mean, the biggest one and was voted by. What, what stream was that I was saying? Like most people, of course, like it's been talked about so much. Is the filaments that me and Rice worked on, 
like was one of them. The filaments. Have Everyone been... loves the filaments. Yeah, yeah. And I we think... talked about it. I mean, not everybody, because this is Eve, but like most people have the filaments. So uh, you know why people love them is also like, or people praise them a lot is because you got it right the first time and it had the potential to go very wrong too, right? Yeah. It was a little bit of a risky thing. It was a little crazy. And uh, like I had my, like I instantly think about th ways to exploit it, of course, right? Like, let's see, like, can you filament hostiles maybe, right? Before we had the, the feature in the game, like just warp to a hostile fleet and just click filament and I, 20 of them end up in like random space. That would be, that would be crazy. <laughs> but like, you guys like thought about, bush. yeah, you guys thought about all those uh, situations. And I think it probably also had to do with your experience in game, right? Because you are like both like small scale roaming experience. So you probably like had an easier time to think about every situation there than you would Definitely have, for example, in a Citadel rework or passes or something, right? Definitely helps to know the product and, and that type of gameplay when you're making, working on a feature like that, for sure. Yeah, and and also how we how we like we were less worried about releasing that feature. I remember like even though, like it's a while back. Is that how we skinned it as the reindeer filaments? If people remember, that's how they were introduced. It was a limited time thing. We were just trying it out, you know, and that's why we also didn't get as much hate or like worry or whatever. We're just gonna try it out, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then it was well like, there were chat, there were chance for it to come as a permanent feature, and there were debates. I remember within the company, should we make it a permanent feature or keep it as an event type of theme item? Yeah, uh, and I'm glad you made it a permanent thing. Like all the, the small scale yeah. Address. yeah, the Matrix just spoke for themselves. I remember uh, Steve had a lot of meetings around this. He she, like I didn't have to go to as many meetings around uh, decisions about making it permanent, but there was just like the uptick in activity and. Uh, uh, around the feature, it was just too much to not make it a permanent one. But. I'm not going to lie, though. My favorite part of the filaments, sorry, I like ran back so I could say this, is um, like the artwork, like with the reindeer filaments, when you actually filament and you see like the freaking reindeer on it. I want it. I want that. But I want it to be like a bunch of different designs, just kind of randomized, like Formation. shit. Yeah. No, because well, it's not formations because yeah. it's just like yeah. the artwork. But it's yeah, still yeah, you know what my request was? I wanted uh, a tunnel that had like snow in it and like ho, 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 ho. When you went oh, that would have been too much. That would have been too much. Yeah, I was like, and, then, like, uh, like, and you're on like a sleigh and you're like going through the tunnel. Just our like, team like, get on it. It's easy. Christmas like ting, 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 ting. Yeah. Why not? Why aren't you guys what doing I want it, man. That's what I wanted. That's what I asked for. <laughs> you got dis disappointed. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Um, to come back to the um, sorry <laughs> to the proving grounds. <laughs> Nothing to be sorry about. <laughs> the proving ground stuff. Um, I thought maybe the reason why it's dropped off in activity fairly fast is also because like there was too many too fast, right? So. Yeah. There was the 2v2 cruisers, and I participated in that with the whole yeah. um, Twitch, um, what do you call it, event, right? Where everyone yeah. did it with, like, some uh, CCP dev. Yeah. And it was it was great fun. And then the next one came. And then I already lost track after, like, three of them. Like, is it yeah. active now? Is it like Maybe, like, yeah. one a month for, like, a week every it, month it, or something that, like that to like, do a different event. 
the activity isn't terrible for it right now. Like we have it rolling yeah. at events right now, like Fozzy and the game designers that we have on uh, Team Raw are just continuously uh, rolling out. Like because it like it was very configurable and authorable. Like how I set up uh, how we set up the feature when engineering it, uh, that they can easily just make different types of formats like you have seen, like free for alls or two v twos or three v three v threes or five v five v fives or whatever. Like and it's just all about making them. Um, accessible and easy easy to get into and just have fun and some of them some of them more competitive and 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 a bit more spacing in between as well and we're trying out different things all the time with them and uh and then yeah so yeah i think there was two major concerns about them and it was like the first one was uh that it would take activity out of the out of the actual game and i think i wasn't too concerned about that we're upset about the idea Sorry, said it again. Like a lot of people in Losec were upset about the idea of having these proving grounds because that's like what they do. They, all the all of the Amamake people were like, "What the fuck!" Like <laughs> the Amamake people. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that wasn't. That's not what we we've seen, right? Um, no. And um, the other concern um, uh, was, and now I forgot it again. Oh, yeah. The other concern is that it would be like the um, Abyssal Proving Grounds, yeah. where it becomes a very tight, small group that does it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a feature for like 50 people, and mm-hmm. then everyone else is kind of excluded. So um, I think that was my main concern. And I think it happened to a degree, but it wasn't as bad as we uh, would think, right? There's a couple of people, right? Shout out to um, Cable Uta, right? Cable is always active in, in those. Especially at the beginning, he was like yeah. hardcore nerding and uh, yeah. going crazy with it. Um, but, I mean, there's a ton of people um, joining these, I think, especially because you have the, the ship types limited to like T1 cruisers, battle cruisers, and stuff like this. So... Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we also iterated on the feature while it was uh, while the formats were all rolling out and like had the module restrictions and the ship restrictions and, and stuff and uh, and as well like uh, can definitely be improved on a lot and we also just wanted to try this out like with the fil- the previous filaments like we this was rolled out as like event formats instead of like a like arena world of Warcraft arena feature within the game like set in stone like with these type of ranked uh, game modes and uh, like we just we weren't we I was fairly certain and and I'm fairly certain it was proved that we do, just do not have the the amount of people for those type of modes uh, or like for ranked gameplay and diff- different types of game modes running simultaneously you know like we just don't like you'd be sitting in queues for two hours yeah um, I remember and- talking to deadlift about the ranking like the ranked type stuff too because I think him and his team like worked on he's on my he team. did the QA stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Not- <laughs> his team. Yeah. <laughs> um they uh and you guys were talking about how you know it'd be hard to balance it and to find a way to actually do the ranking itself because if it's like based off of the percentage of fights you have, people win one, they have a hundred percent win rate and they're like cool deuces. Or if you have it based on like having to win a certain amount of fights and people are sitting there having to grind and i i mean i don't see like a logical way of doing it that someone can't exploit somehow 
yeah, we, we decided to lean less into like the hardcore ranked kind of type gameplay and more into like just a proving grounds kind of, yeah, you know, you get rewards for being in the top 100, but it's also just like honing your skills against random people. Sometimes you get good fights, sometimes you don't, like just in regular Reef. It's Other very accessible. That. It could be NPE, right? <laughs> A new player could do it. <laughs> I would have pitched this feature if I was working on the MP. <laughs> well, I just uh, want to re- reiterate: I, I, I meme about the MP, but it's important. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think nobody, nobody picks it up as like you're, you're not an NPE hater, right? Uh, it's like it's all, it's all good. Uh, did we, did we forget any? any of the new features did we not talk about something that you guys think maybe we overlooked that you want to point out uh, i mean we could go back to stuff the only thing i think that well we didn't talk about much of the balance update the marauder stuff we also didn't mention that the uh, target painter resistance is removed from structures and the monitor has a drug bay and a cargo bay now so you might like those things I do like I like so I get the monitor thing, right? Um, and I like the monitor. I fly, fly it rarely, to be quite honest. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, one of the annoying things is like the drone, uh, the cargo bay. You can't use drugs and all that stuff, right? You have to use like a snake set if you want to be in a, in a fast one. Yeah, that's that's definitely nice. And then the target painter. So what's the change with target painters? It just makes it so you can target paint structure so you can get on kill mills if you're in something that oh, has okay. a painter that doesn't have guns. So well, Yeah, I mean there's probably some people that, you know, would like end up inching our way towards lodging on kill mills, slowly but surely. But so one point about target paints which I always um like wondered about is so if you have uh Ewa resist links going, why does it not resist against paints? Like why, like so? Does it do all the other? Does it do TDs and damps and yeah, ECM? Yeah. Great question. I don't know. All right, go go ahead and put it on your list. All right, can't be that long of a list. Um, And then so marauders. What are you trying to do with marauders then? (laughs) Uh, trying to push them towards uh, higher risk PVE is the main thing. Maybe make them like a kind of a light carrier adding option for anomalies or other uh, riskier PVE stuff. But, um, and of course at the same time, they'll be quite a bit more interesting for PVP, even though that's not the main focus um, because they're just gonna do super insane damage and they were already, used although obviously not super commonly but now you'll get a lot bigger payoff for putting them on the field so that's cool and uh i think a lot of the you know there was a lot of of course a lot of feedback and marauders are kind of funny because they're divided like they were when they were released they had a pretty confused identity between being a like a chill mission ship that you could get kind of once you had the money for it and a solo pwn mobile kind of elite pvp ship like we were, we kind of sent mixed messages about which it was supposed to be, and they kind of have some value in both those cases. But over time, they definitely, you know, got a lot more. Like they're actually, I don't know, like the seventh most popular, sixth most popular PvP class uh, in the game, or, or PVE class in the game. Sorry, 
Um, so they're, they're used much more for that than they are for PVP. So we just wanted to like push them more that way now if we can. But um, at the same time, I think a lot of the feedback for adjustments we can make is totally reasonable. So I'm going to try and get as much of that. In. I'm going to be, as soon as the show ends, just scrambling to get like <laughs> broader uh, tweaks from feedback, um, the some kind of hack nerf, and uh, some other stuff uh, figured out as quick as possible so we can get into the patch that this stuff, the Marauder stuff was going into, um, which is a couple weeks before the formations patch, which is going to be in the first or the second week of March, right? Or February. What month is it? March. Um, so, yeah, lots to do. All right, all right. What else uh, was on that? Yeah. Sorry, what, go ahead. No, what else uh, did you did you mention? I I think we covered it all, actually, at least to a degree. There's always going to yeah, be I, a few It'll be uh, fun to... Like I was talking to Signal before we started about, I'm, I'm just, I think it'll be really fun to see what comes out of the formation stuff once you guys get to start using it. Like, um, I think it's hard for us to guess, like I was saying, like it's such a uh, open-ended tool that I think it's tough to say and it'll be fun to see, you know, once people start warping grids of dictors somewhere to do something or using the relative warp stuff to, to pull off cool tricks. I'm hoping we see a bunch of arguing and posting about that and hope we don't see a fleet combat devolve into like like super uh 400 iq stuff where no one can tell where anyone's going to warp and everyone's tackled immediately all the time but those memes about that you know calculations and things thinking about how things are going <laughs> and then i warp he'll go across underneath and that'll give me a tackle on their guy that's in the back there for me. like i don't know no. all right um, then people, uh, people keep asking about angel titans i just have to there's say. like a million questions over there i wish i could get to like yes absolutely we need to do the navy battleships it's been like on the short list for a year mm -hmm. and a half um the only reason it's held off is because we want to do something a little more interesting with it i've said that before we still want to get to it angel titans i don't know probably not unless that art is almost done uh but i don't think it is probably not your anymore. heart's breaking <laughs> sorry uh i don't know a question a question i I like to hear throughout this. Uh, you're a design king for a day. What do you change? No one said that. Today. Me? Delete drones. I told you earlier. Just delete drones. I, I mean, not you. Oh, that. I, I, yeah. I can tell you right away what I would be working on on day one as Citadels. That would be I my, was going to uh, say that for you. <laughs> my number one priority. Station game, station game. And you'll be working on them until the day you leave CCP. <laughs> but guys, guys, we are, like so we are running out of time. I'm not gonna go on my Citadel rant, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Citadel. Citadels and Hardreds. An hour later, Hardreds are not big of an issue at the moment. <laughs> I I get sometimes triggered about Hardreds, but that's you know I get sometimes triggered sometimes. about being blocked. So it's like. You know, it's it's just how the game is. But uh, a single change to Citadels, what would you make? What change to Citadels so, would you make if you get what, one change? Two games back, right? All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the super short one minute rant then, right? Obviously, you you guys are very aware there's details to everything. That's this nerve. Right, 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 right. So my number one thing would be to only give Citadels defenses if they're being attacked. So you know, if 10% of their shield is missing and they're in repair mode, 
then they have their defenses, but otherwise they, they wouldn't. Then you would have people warp to citadels, even to keepsters, bump stuff around and all that stuff. Talking about keepsters, the, the DD, it shouldn't be activate, activated on subcaps. It really shouldn't, right? Give us the monitor, it's great. Yeah, you, sh you don't want us to get headshot. Unless you're attacking a keepster with subcaps, which obviously it's not designed to be attacked by, by subcaps in the first place, which is already hard enough to do in subs, but then you get doomsday on top of it. It's like, you know, the PDS, I don't know, you know, maybe something is uh, to be done about that too, but, you know, the bomb launcher, I don't know, right? There's a long discussion. I don't think it's that impactful that, you know, we have to lose our minds about it. Uh, and then the other thing would be, um, you know, someone just said a damage cap. Do we need damage cap on every citadel type, right? That's a big question. Or should it only be on staging citadels, you know? Then the whole asset safety thing, should it be only asset safety in your home um, station, right? Your home base. Uh, and the other one is maybe 50%. So something drops out of Sotios. Something drops out of Raitaru's and smaller targets. So people have an incentive to go kill them. And more interesting incentive than the... Uh, what do you call it? The uh, quantum course, I believe. But what else? There's a lot to it, right? Are you so, writing all this down, Steve? I, uh, you know I what? believe I have a document already. <laughs> I, I did write a lot of stuff down with the help of like, I like, so whenever I, I do write something down and I would send you a document, then I already bounce that off like a lot of FCs over a lot of time. And then obviously, I know you guys uh, listen to the podcast every now and then. I throw this idea at like every FC basically when I'm very convinced about something. Let's see, maybe you can poke a hole in it. Be the low sick guy, be the, be the wormhole guy, right? So, um, yeah. There you go. The super short Citadel yeah. Tando rant. I've heard the long rants as well, so. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you I haven't you heard anything. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Not in those back rooms, probably. Like, <laughs> God damn those mother. Oh, oh. I'm like playing The Sims. Like, mm -hmm. yep. Oh, I know it's horrible, isn't it? So broken. Oh. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh. Mm. Well, guys, um, I would say I'm gonna let you go, even though we could sit here for like another two hours. Um, it was much we'll appreciated. Back. Sorry, yeah. it was uh, long between last time. I meant to come back faster. It but, took us uh, a while to set it up, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always the same with you. Or I have I, every time we talk about doing it, I'm like, oh, but if you wait two weeks, there's a really cool thing coming we can talk about. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you tease me like that, there, and then it's the same answer. Then that but I can't talk about it. So yeah, sorry about. Yeah, he he tells me. I'm like, oh shit! Like, what is it? Like, oh, yeah, it's FC related. I'm like, it could be anything, right? Like, so I'm throwing guesses at him. He's like, I don't know, right? It's kind of fun, though. I like it. So, not a complaint. All right. That was fun to talk, though. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cool. Thanks I think for coming was, on. Yeah. I think it was good stuff. I hope everyone got most of their answers they were looking for. Um, I think I did. So. And then yeah. see you and guys. Like I said, you know, we're going to be uh, uh, cramming a bit to get the feedback that came from yesterday and today uh, kind of put into the patch for next week. But um, when this stuff goes to CC next week, keep keep all the comments and questions coming. And even if I, I wish I could, you know, uh, 
convince or express how helpful it is to hear from you guys, even when we don't go into every thread and respond. It's like really, really important to hear uh, all your impressions and ideas. So thanks to anyone who's contributed and hopefully we'll hear from you next week after the negative and positive comments are like good to get them yeah, on. I, I like both of them. My favorite thing actually from this stream is when we were first talking about formations, there was two two comments. I have them here. I can't I can't show them easily, but back to back where one person said, so does that mean bombers become useless in Eve? And the very next comment says bombers just got OP as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of sums up our situation a lot of the time. That sums up Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a pleasure to uh, have you talk, talk to you guys. All right. It's been a blast. Yeah. Then thanks again and see you next time in like a Bye. year or so. Right, Rice? <laughs> <laughs> really? Two weeks, right? Two weeks. And the guys on stream, thanks for the subs and all that stuff. And there is a Vexer skin at the end. So there you go. The fastest, if you're the fastest, you get it. <laughs>